This is a production of the AJ Podcast Network. again with another episode of the Passage Home Podcast starring the Dr. Stanley Russian and I'm your co-host Bax Civilian. Now please go ahead and visit us on www.linktree.com forward slash Passage Home Podcast so you can find all of our links where you can listen to our show and don't forget to ask Alexa to play the Passage Home Podcast for you from iHeartRadio. And oh, don't forget about my other podcast starring my boy AJ, myself, and my newest co-host Anne-Marie. I can relate to that podcast where we can talk about things we all can relate to. You can look for us on www.linktree.com forward slash AJ and Bax. And don't forget to ask Alexa to play that podcast for you as well. Now, if you're interested in getting in hold of us or want to sponsor us, please reach us at podcast at gmail.com. Without further ado, Dr. Stanley Russian, how are you yes. doing today, sir? By the grace of God. Everything is amazing. Been doing a little traveling. Been a minute since we've been on, uh, but we. Um, this is, is going to be worth the wait. Um, my our guest today is um, amongst one of the most humble people that I've met, uh, and this really blessed of God. Make sure that is directed, her blessings are directed to those in need in the world that's crying out for what she's been blessed with, the Mm -hmm. the ability to do. Uh, I've mentioned her in previous podcasts. Um, um, I want to introduce uh, Shalita Burt and ask her for for a slight, slight, uh, once again, her bio probably take up the whole show. We'll t- we'll take up the whole show. So I'm just gonna um, ask her for a brief bio, and we're gonna get into the show. I'm just a human being having a human experience. I stand for mm-hmm. compassion and love for myself and for others. I'm an entrepreneur. I am a techie. I am a musician. I am simply human. Yeah, we are really blessed to have you here. Um, with your background, I just want to touch on because the the you no know, the humility here. I have to you know reach and and uh, some things I want to address to my audience through your compassion. One, this sister backs has been able to take people from Home Depot and from waitresses at restaurants and turn them into financial. Wow. She's been able to turn them into crypto millionaires and well-off, more well-off than they were in the situation they were. That's crazy. She's done quite well well, uh, above and beyond what I could ask or think for herself, but it wasn't just her selfishness. 
she reached back to other people to put them in, in a, a more advantageous position in life. So I just want you to speak briefly on one of the things that you've done out there and so far as being a cryptologist and teaching through your cryptology how to deal with cryptocurrency. Crypto is the future of money. It's the future of finance. And I feel that if more people had more information on what cryptocurrency does, how to invest, how to participate, that more and more people would be involved in the space. When it comes to investing in general, this is not financial advice, this is educational advice. I recommend that you invest based on information instead of investing in something that you don't understand, something that you don't know anything about. So that's the reason why I got into cryptocurrency education and and basically providing an environment that facilitates people to be educated with crypto so that they're not just buying Bitcoins and Ethereum and other cryptocurrencies blindly. It's important to understand what you're investing in. It's it's important to understand and do research. And so I've created easy ways for people to do that. And when you look at the entire world and of finance and where things are going in our future, it's important to know that it's still super early. When you think that you're late, you're actually early. And when you think that you're early, you're probably five minutes early. And, you know, I just, (laughs) I I strongly believe that even when you do um, invest in anything in life, whether it's your time, whether it's your financial resources, whether it's your people resources, it's important to understand that it goes back to financial metabolism and having a certain financial independence that is created based on the goals that you set because if you don't measure it, it doesn't exist. And when you get to your goals financially, it's important to retain your financial metabolism, your financial wealth, your financial health by spending below your means and living below your means. Some mm. people, when they come into new finances, they think, okay, how do I spend this? Because their financial metabolism is to burn it up really fast, kind of like food, right? And instead of doing that, think about how the things that you are acquiring financially can work for you instead of working against you. That's awesome. Wow. Mm. Crypto crypto is a big thing too. Um, and I'm seeing everybody getting into it. Everybody's getting into NFTs. And this is something that I'm trying to get into myself. So it's like a blessing. Bad, bad word. Bad word. Yeah, NFT. Um, that's, a bad, that's a bad word. For for our guest, she's okay. not an NFT enthusiast, but she does understand the technology behind I, it. I will not make any statements on NFTs. I'm not going to say I'm for them or against uh, them. Okay. I just right. I choose not to comment on them. <laughs> okay. okay, I understand. I understand. No, no comment. So we're gonna we're gonna stick to crypto. We're gonna stick to crypto. <laughs> Yes. NFTs so, uh, are crypto. NFTs are non-fungible tokens that are unique in each token. It's it's kind of like an asset that if you look at a regular cryptocurrency like Ethereum, all the Ethereum tokens are pretty much the same. 
but an NFT mm -hmm. has unique identifiers and a lot of people are using NFTs for like artwork and one of a kind kind of things in the digital space. However, right. that's just to educate you on what they are, not to say to invest in them or not to invest in them. Okay, that makes sense. That mm -hmm. makes sense. So, hey, Bax. Um, yes, sir. I'm going to have to treat her like a hostile, humble person, that's, uh, a hostile um, guest, because there's some things that she hasn't said that I wanted and had to directly ask her. Uh, for instance, she next month I plan I plan personally to be in Egypt to see this sister break another record in Egypt skydiving, and and I just want to briefly I've uh, we've hung out and it's really cool I've hung out at her concerts which we we haven't talked about our music. Uh, and by the way, our opening song is is a, something that she personally wrote, um, um, and she writes every day. She uh, um, and w w designing her music. I want to uh, ask her about skydiving next before we get into the subject of the show, and I want to ask specifically, what does it feel like? when you're skydiving and particularly when you were skydiving over the Giza pyramids, because I know with all the skydives you've done around the world, that th that point in time and during that period that you did that, there was a, a, a very spiritual significance at the time. And I know that you you're constantly drawing on your um, a spirituality to write your music. Uh, I want to specify and ask, what did it feel like when you were skydiving over the Giza Pyramid in Egypt last November? Well, it feels like meditation on steroids. It's okay. something where when you're in that airplane, you really have to leave your ego on the airplane and jump out without wow. the ego. And it's kind of like mm. separating yourself from the ego, which I think is a beautiful thing. And mm. the view of the pyramids from, you know, a C-130 aircraft is amazing. And it's, wow. it's not something you can really experience the same way on the ground. And on the ground, it's majestic. It's magical. But when you're in the sky, it's like you, you feel like an angel flying over them. And I'm just so lucky to have the opportunity to do that. I'm going to be doing it again, actually, um, in November, um, mm -hmm. the first week of November, which is going to be interesting. And I'm excited. <laughs> yes. And I also want to mention that, um, that she's uh, going back to Egypt to do another dive next month and and I would love to be, to be there I plan to be there uh, if I don't jump uh, I, I just want to be there for the moment because it's, it's an amazing time of the of the year in November. How do you jumpers so you guys skydive, how do you conquer that fear? Because like, I, I can't do it. I don't even know how well, to start. I want to 
I was afraid of heights. And when I did my first skydive, you know, I was doing a lot of breathing exercises before I went up in the plane. And I just told myself, like, I'm going to get over this fear. I got into the plane. I cleared my mind and we got up to the altitude and it was one, two, three out the door with the person wow. attached to you. And what was the altitude? Of, that was 13,000 feet. And oh, wow. I've done over 200 skydives. I started skydiving in January, not January, but July of 2020. So I've been doing it for a year and a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And even though I have over 200 skydives now every single time i jump out the plane mm-hmm. i have to get over a new fear and i take something else up on the plane with me anything that i need to forgive anything i need to let go and then when i as i'm jumping out i'm i'm visualizing letting go i'm visualizing forgiving whatever i need to forgive and it's really therapeutic wow so getting over that fear helps you get over other fears Yes. Once you start skydiving, you feel so invincible. Like <laughs> I, I find myself <laughs> to be less afraid of life in general. I got to do it. Wow. So when you just said that, that brings to mind a picture that you took in Egypt with with your uh, sort of like a Tiger Woods pose. And for my audience, I'm going to put that picture in the description of what she means about feeling invincible. For me, to to answer that question back, I've been been a teacher for a long time. And some of the things that I taught, I taught women how to walk high and dangerous in in construction. Mm -hmm. And on one job, I had, you know, I had to put on a game face to get there get to get them up there and one once upon a time uh one of the my participants one of my students she was hiding in the hallway and the hallway didn't have any lights because it was um uh and so i heard her as i was going downstairs she was in the shadows crying and so she said i'm scared you know, I, I, I'm just scared. I don't want to go. She was shaking and she was crying. So what I told her was this, that don't for a moment think that no man that's ever walked on high and dangerous was not afraid. Fear is what keeps you alive. Because if you didn't have fear, you walk out in front of a train. And, and so I said, what the difference is, we, I'm going to show you the safety of how to do it, and you won't get hurt. I didn't bring you here to get hurt. The, that's what keeps you safe, you know. Uh, is is and the enemy of all of that is complacency. Complacency is when you get very comfortable around something very dangerous. That's hmm. when the trouble starts. But as long as you can maintain safety, practices of safety will always keep you safe. And in any profession, or I don't care what you're doing, complacency will get you in trouble real fast. That's awesome, man, because I have fears, man. And, I'm, and definitely heights. You, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with one more of my fears. Heights is probably one of my biggest, but water. I still mm-hmm. can't swim. 
I got I want to face those fears. <laughs> right, right, right. Swimming well, is so fun. I'll, yeah, I can't uh, swim. Yeah, as if you I cannot always say, swim, I'd recommend taking like a swimming lesson and then go and get your scuba diving license. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna, and I'm gonna jump That's out the plane with you one day. I'm gonna get courage <laughs> to do it. I, I'm gonna start with roller coaster roller coasters at the amusement park, and then I think I'm gonna go up in that plane. Yeah, well, this is I can only describe this as. A roller coaster on steroids <laughs> mixed with some meth. Not that I know what meth is like, but it, it's way far <laughs> out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, for, after I, I went skydiving, I understood what a 150 mile hurricane that hit. Uh, New Orleans is like because I was going at 140. <laughs> you know, yeah. So I can imagine that you no, know, nobody should have stayed in a house within winds of 150 miles an hour. And any little anything could could destroy your property traveling at that speed and stuff. So, but uh, when, like I say, once you know, like she said, it's one of the safest things that you'll want to do because when I jump, you know, there were women that jumped before me. Uh, the guy that was carrying me had jumped with a hundred and two year old woman and a a a, a ninety year old paraplegic. And so what I got to be scared of, you know, and, and so, uh, but it's, it's a, an experience is addictive, like she said, but, but anyway, back to the podcast, uh, Shalita, um, I, I want to ask you from, you know, we didn't talk a lot about Africa, but you've been to several countries there, not only as a singer, but as a, uh, a skydiver, and, you, and and usually when you go, it ain't like you're in and out. You stay there, you get a chance to mingle with the into the culture and stuff, and and make it a trip. But what do you see as an African American entrepreneur that enable? the average African-American, if they went there in entrepreneurship to thrive, not just survive? I would say if you're trying to do business in Africa, to talk to the locals and see how you can create a solution that meets their needs and their own language. And even mm. if they speak English and you speak English, there's different dialects in terms of like what this community needs over what that community needs. And, you know, like creating a solution that helps the community instead of detracts from the community would be one of those things. Mm -hmm. Another thing oh. is to have a budget, definitely have a budget and maintain that budget and you know, spend below your means, live below your means. That that is a discipline. Yes. I'm still wrestling with the fact that they say that 
you know you've arrived if you can fly private and not take a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't arrived yet. Because <laughs> I'm I definitely think- going to take a selfie. <laughs> I think you know you have arrived when you're elevating consciousness for yourself mm-hmm. and for right. others. Right, absolutely. And I, I spent my life doing that. So I and think one thing I about see. Africa, and particularly is when you go to Africa, not only is it so beautiful, but I really loved being out in nature and seeing like beautiful wild giraffes that were just so gorgeous and the monkeys and they just, I just feel a different feeling there from the animals versus the United States. And yes, Mm. you know, when I first saw the giraffe, the giraffe was scared of me and I was scared of it. (laughs) And then we decided not to be afraid of each other. And the same thing with the zebras. When I first saw the, the wild zebras there, they were scared of me. I was scared of them. And then you get to this place of just, beautiful bliss and peace with them and you know the animals have a lot of wisdom we are animals ourselves and Mm -hmm. it's just interesting to see different animals in their wild captivities and when you go back to the states and you see the wild animals here they're just so used to seeing so many people and like the squirrels you know they'll just come up and take your food and things like that and I just thought it was interesting mm-hmm. when you go to Africa and the places that I've been, the animals were not <laughs> trying to come close, anywhere close to any of the humans. They're just like, uh-uh, yeah. we are us and you are they, <laughs> you know, and it's sad to think about how people are killing off the elephants, they're killing off the rhinos, they're killing off all these beautiful species of animals that need to be here with us that help the ecosystems of the whole world exist. And that just hurts my heart. And, you know, I feel like if we can all elevate our consciousness, that less of that would happen. Absolutely. Um, Which country did you see the most animals in? So far, Namibia, Namibia, Africa. Mm, Wow. Namibia is a beautiful place. Oh, my gosh. So gorgeous. So lush. Mm. And, wow, just full of abundance. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. Any other African countries that you've skydived in other than Egypt and Nibia? Egypt and Namibia are the only two that I've skydived in. Okay. So far. Anything on your list of of, of places in Africa that you you uh, um, have in mind? Yes, I want to go to Kenya. Mm. Definitely wow. want to go to Kenya. Oh, yes. Lot, I would love to skydive in Kenya. Lot I've already been to Morocco, but I haven't skydived in Morocco, so I would like to skydive in Morocco. I also oh, wow. would love to skydive in a country that's near Africa. <laughs> Saudi Arabia would be amazing. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, mm-hmm. Other countries... The Ghana, I would love to skydive in Ghana. Um, so when you say skydiving, like in these places, is there like a designated area where you land or do you just land anywhere, like anywhere? <laughs> I feel like <laughs> that, that, that depends on who's taking you. <laughs> 
So yeah. when we skydived in Namibia, we would get into the plane and we didn't know if we were landing at the beach, if we were landing at the beautiful mountains, or if we were landing at sand dunes, or if we were landing at the airport drop zone. So you didn't know until you got into the plane where you were going to land. And so that was pretty wow. exciting. You can look out the plane and see <laughs> beautiful animals. <laughs> like, oh, here's a beautiful yeah. animal there. <laughs> Yeah, so but giraffes exciting. and things like that and zebra are fine, but wherever there's giraffes <laughs> and zebras, there's there's predators. <laughs> so those are those are people that, <laughs> that I worry about. Yes, like but the they don't want to eat. But they're they're not interested in eating you for dinner. They're not like humans. Right. Okay. We're, we're not mean, really we just have on... to thank the heavens that they're not like humans, you know, like what right. humans are doing to animals right now. Oh my gosh. It's mm-hmm. so inhumane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not on their food chain for That's the most good. part. Because first of all, we don't taste that good to any animal. Because <laughs> think about this: a deer does nothing all day except for eat vegan food and run. You know, we can't even come close to omega threes. That's in <laughs> this is a in deer meat. And so when they look at us, they might they they might bite you, but they we're not on their food chain. Same that's why most sharks they'll bite you, but sharks ain't out to eat people. You know, they they bite them and spit and go off, you know, leave all the <laughs> blood in the water, they leave. You know, you know, when's the last time you heard somebody consumed by a shark? You hope you get bitten, and the only reason they bite them is because looking up from where they are, if you're on a surfboard with two arms, two legs sticking out, and the boy, they think you you're a sea creature. Stop. Yeah, yeah. And silly, as something. soon as they bite you, they leave. <laughs> you know, you go, oh yeah, it's the uh, you know. So <laughs> Shalita may have another problem because she's a strict vegan. And so, I'm yeah. a radical vegan, not strict. I'm right. radical. Yeah, radical. Okay. I, I'm a radical yeah. vegan. Yeah. I, mean, I don't look down on other people who eat meat. Um, no, right. However, I, I am very honest about my views in general. Mm-hmm. And I believe that it's unethical to kill a cow kill the baby cow and then milk the cow and, you know, consume the milk of another species. That's not us, you know, human beings are the only species that drink milk. That's not of its own kind. We're the only species that does that. You know? Right. And I just don't think that's ethical, you know, Mm -hmm. but that's, that's me. Right. Um, I also don't think it's ethical to eat fish. Right. They're killing off so many of the ocean life. And as that kills our oceans, it kills up a lot of the oxygen supply that we're breathing today. When you think wow. about the whales in the water and the dolphins, and it's just so sad to see that. And I think as a world, if we can all decide as a world that we're going to eat less meat, for me, it's like never am I going to eat meat. But, you know, for other people, if you could just eat less meat, you would see how that impacts the entire planet of cruelty-free eating because you're eating with intention. Mm. Just give me an idea. Uh, For my audience, in the description, please like and subscribe if you're a first-time listener 
Uh, if you're a regular listener, please uh, like. But in the, the pop-down menu, I'm going to put one of uh, an app in there that's called Happy Cow. Happy can, Cow. Can you, ex- can you explain Happy Cow to our audience? Yes, Happy Cow is an app where you can go anywhere in the world, anywhere in the United States, anywhere in the world, and you can see all the vegan options in that region. And you can also see vegetarian options for those of you that are vegetarian. And it's an amazing vegan app that will help you see all the vegan restaurants, vegan grocery stores, and, you know, where you can find food. Mm. I would download that ASAP. Yes. Yeah. We yes. definitely used that in New York, but while we were there, we when the first restaurant, um, we we're downtown Manhattan, and we're pulling out of a parking space, and so uh, Bob, the my the brother that was with me said, uh, "What's what's on the app? Where's the nearest uh, vegan restaurant?" And so I I punch it in, so I see. Uh, v, um, beyond sushi, and when I punched it, as he was pulling out, the store was two stores behind us. He had to back up, back into the parking space, and once we ate there, we ate there every day. That we were there for about eight days. Every day we ate there, <laughs> and we we ate the leftovers for breakfast. <laughs> you know, and, and so and, and it's, it's an amazing app. And, and I download, I'm uh, downloading it right now. Uh huh. All right. So, Shalita, I want to thank you for uh, sharing with us, contributing to our show. Uh, what you what you bring uh, and where you what you where you been where you, where you come from your humility with with you know we haven't even scratched the surface of the things that you that that you've been involved with and has been, been able to bless so many people. Uh, I really appreciate you. Bax appreciate you. Definitely. I'm sure my audience appreciate you and, and what you contributed. And and um, is it, when I do the descriptions, is it okay to put uh, uh, a link in there for your crypto class? I was just thinking that. Yes, you can do that. That's fine. All right. Can you send that to me? Because I'm going to send it right to him. Yes, I can do that. Once again, I want to thank you. I am humbled to have you on the show. Uh, um, uh, Whether above or below, you've really been a blessing to the earth. Um, By the way, back, she scuba dives also. So wow. you catch her in the air, you catch her on the ground, you catch her under the sea. Uh, she's she's all over, and she's a blessing wherever she goes. And, and she's a, an abundance generator uh, uh, by the grace of God. And I, I wow. really appreciate her as a friend. And so, you got the best Thank friends. Thank you so stand. much for having me. <laughs> yes. Um, Thanks for being so. here. Without further ado, we'll there you have it, out. ladies and gentlemen. Another episode of the Passage Home. We want to thank Dean Shalita for joining our show. 
you guys, I'm so interested in her story. I'm so interested in this crypto thing we were talking about. I'm so interested in skydiving and scuba diving. Like, I'm so motivated. Dr. Stanley, you are the best mentor I ever had. We want you guys to have a great night and be blessed. This is a production of the AJ Podcast Network.